Good morning, everyone. It's the Tea Teacher, and today we're doing a book review on the Tulsa Massacre of 1921. Back in those days, Black people, African Americans as we are, was proud of what they had accomplished, was proud of what they had owned and for their families, and they was just doing things right and doing things legal. Back then, they was just as important and just as wealthy as the white people in that community and in Tulsa. What was done to them and their businesses and to their families was tragic. It was disrespectful. It was hurtful. It was just a disgrace of how people can be so jealous and so discrimination on us Black people, as us, on us African-American people that they would do something so heartless like this to us. So y'all, get in your seats, get your blanket, get your teacup, or whatever you are drinking, and let's get into this story. So it all began on Memorial Day, May the 31st, 1921, around four o'clock, give or so, a clerk at this clothing store on the first floor, excuse me, of Drexel Building heard a lady scream. Well, like anybody and everybody that are human, they sh they turned towards the way of the screen and saw a young black man running away from the direction that the scream came from. So uh, this man or this woman took off running towards the elevator and found a white elevator operator, 17-year-old Sarah Price, crying and distraught. The clerk concluded that she had been assaulted by the black man he saw running a few moments earlier and called the police. Now, why would he just assume that a black man did it or that that black man did it? Because he saw him running. He could have been just jogging. He could have been chased by a stray dog that, getting ready, that was getting ready to bite him up. But because he was black and the lady was white, they assumed that he had something involved with her assault. So they called the police. And you know what? That's how they get us, us African-American. They threaten us with the police. Those facts are just about the only thing people agreed on when it comes to the riot in Tulsa of 1921. By the time the unrest ended, an unknown number of Tulsa's black citizens were dead. Over 800 people were injured and what had been the wealthiest black community in the United States had been laid to rest, excuse me, to waste because there was nothing laid to rest about this massacre. There was nothing laid to rest about this unfortunate episode. And before they could even find out what actually happened to this 17-year-old Sarah Page, look what they had already had done. Look what they already had destroyed. People were dead. 800 was injured of the wealthiest black community. In the days of the riot, a group formed to work a rebuilding of the Greenwood neighborhood. From the humiliation 
from the shame that plagued the complete restoration that destroyed the black belt. You had barbershops, you had all kind of hotels, you had stores, you had cleaners, you had everything going on. And unspeakable crime and will make good damage so far as it can be done to the last penny. However, the financial assistance would be so slow in coming a jury will find that black mobs were responsible for the damage. It took forever for the black Americans, the black community of the Tulsa massacre of 1921 to get any help. By the time they did, it was too late because the juries of their white peers found like always that it was that black mob that was responsible for the damage. And not a single person was ever convicted as a result of the riot. Indeed, given that the racist violence directed at blacks was the norm back in the Jim Crow era. And the assassinations of black teens and black adults violating young white girls were often accepted without evidence. So, as that said... A white girl, a white woman can say, oh, this black male, black little boy assaulted me, touched me, whistled at me, looked at me. And without any evidence, y'all, listen, listen, without any evidence, they took her word for it. Because they said, quote unquote, it was the norm back then. No, it was just being racist. Do you not know how many Black males, young and old, is probably buried in different places around Oklahoma, the United States, because of white women lying and stating that, oh, they touched me. Look what happened to Emmett Till. A good example. But that's a different story. So let's get back to this. People barely batted an eye at the damage worth by the riot, which will remain largely overlooked For almost 70 years. (laughs) Y'all. Only in the last two decades. Have Oklahomans reckoned. With this shameful episode. Of their history. So this went to waste. For 70 years. This lied in ruins for 70 years. People. Nobody wanted to do anything. In 70 years. And just in two decades. That's when somebody really wanted to start getting back into it. Come on now. Crazy crazy people went homeless that they lost their businesses they lost their homes they lost their families their siblings their parents this was a catastrophe this was and then to get into it even more to get the tea this they call the boomtown the roots of the Tulsa race riot laid in the social and economic history of the city of Tulsa itself. Racial intolerance has deep roots in American history, going back to the arrival of the first Africans at Jamestown, y'all, in 1620. In the wake of the Civil War, African Americans sustained freedom. 
from slavery, but continue to suffer the discrimination, both legal in the form of Jim Crow laws, continued among the vast majority of the white Americans that African Americans were the very least inferior and at the most a consistent dangerous presence in their community. We're dangerous. Wow. Y'all brought us from our homeland, captured us, had our own people to be so ignorant to capture their own kind so their families would be put into slavery. You brought us over here on a boat that thousands of thousands of us died in this bottom of the ship where you beat us, you raped us, you did everything to us. We didn't eat. We didn't drink. And if we did, we couldn't drink the seawater because that would have killed us. We rode the boats. We worked aimlessly every day, minute, and hour for y'all and y'all calling us Dangerous people, you beat us so bad that we couldn't even remember our language or who we were, let alone who we are today. Come on, people. Come on. Open your eyes and get with this tea, okay? Open them up. Open them up. Who must be carefully controlled? Now, that stopped me right there. Carefully controlled? Who do you think we are? Animals? First, they said, now, they did say we come from monkeys, okay? Monkeys are still here. Monkeys can't talk. Could do a little sign language. You could teach any animal to do any kind of tricks. But first, they called us dangerous presence in their community. Now, their community. This is not their community. Then they said that who must be carefully controlled. We got to be controlled. We are humans just like everyone else, everyone else in this United States, this world. But we got to be controlled. The people, the very people y'all try to imitate, y'all want to control us. But that is also a different story. They said, quote, in this way, Tulsa was no different than most cities in the region in the 1920s. But in one way, Tulsa was different for African-Americans. The city was economically perceived as the booming oil industry. And despite Jim Crow and racial discrimination, black citizens of the city shared in this wealth, if not as equal as their white neighbors. See, when I told you earlier that black people, African-Americans back in those days in this town was as equal. They had their own businesses. They were as equal as their white neighbors. If the white neighbors had a Cadillac, you best believe your African-American neighbor had a black Cadillac because they owned their own business. They had their own banks and barbers and cleaners. They had their own business and they were so jealous because why they couldn't control us, as they said. We was dangerous, as they said. I didn't know a dangerous person can have all this success. I didn't know that a dangerous person, I mean, a person with so much wealth had to be controlled. If that's the case, let's control y'all. 
But you know, as the Bible said, the last shall be first and first shall be last. So y'all get ready. Because we about to be first. Then it says. The Greenwood District. Now, let's, let me tell you how big this district was. It was a 36 square block section of northern Tulsa. This was considered the wealthiest African-American neighborhood in the country. Did y'all hear that say it? Let me repeat it again. It was the wealthiest African-American neighborhood in the country. Called the, yes, let me say it loud and clear, Black Wall Street. Because of the large number of the influence and the professional residents, in 19, no, no, excuse me, in 2001, the final report of the Oklahoma Commission to study the Tulsa race riot of 1921, historians John Hope Franklin and Scott Ellsworth described the Greenwood area that would be all but destroyed in the riot. Y'all, it took them seconds to find this young man that they saw running from the scene of the crime. They found him guilty without reasonable um, proof, without reasonable evidence. They saw a, first they saw him running. Then they saw a male. Then they saw a black male. You see what I'm saying? He had three strikes against him. So if he was skipping, would they have assumed that he had done it? Yes. Why? Because the other two factors, he was an African-American male. That's crazy, right? Because the color of our skin and because the, the success that they was having, they was gaining, they, they, they worked hard for it to the bone. They was jealous because they couldn't see no other race, especially an African-American above us or equal to us. Oh my God. No, it could never be. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> right. In less than 24 hours, nearly all of Tulsa's African-American residential district, some 40 square blocks in all had been laid to waste leaving nearly 9,000 people homeless. This is just what they wanted. They wanted us to become homeless. They wanted us to have to beg and plead and 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 lower our self-esteem of who we are just to please them. They love that, oh my God, honey. That's a shame that they're in those tents. No, you didn't think it was a shame. You laughed about that. You thought it was funny. That y'all destroyed something that y'all couldn't build. That y'all couldn't wrap y'all's head around that knowledge of how to do it. Why? Do Why should we let them? It's not a point of letting us. We had that knowledge. We had that tenacity of having our own. And y'all took that away from us. Y'all snatched it from us. Not caring how y'all did it, but that y'all did it. Gone too. It was gone. And was the city's African American 
uh, commercial district, a thriving area located among Greenwood Avenue, which boasted some of the finest Black-owned businesses in the South. Just to name a few. Stratford Hotel, a modern 54-room brick establishment, was housed with a drug store, barbershop, restaurant, boutique hall, had been burned to the ground. So had the Anata Hotel, the Red Wing Hotel, the Midway Hotel, literally dozens of family-run businesses, from cafes to mom-pop shops to grocery stores to the Dreamland Theater, the YMCA Cleaners, and the East End Feed Store. Y'all, and a roller rink where you go skating, they even destroyed that. Why? Because they were so jealous of what the African-Americans had attained. You think, they was thinking, okay, we're going to bring these African-Americans, we're going to bring these slaves over here in Jamestown. We're going to get them under our thumb. We're going to beat them down. We're going to make them think they're nobody, take their 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 livelihoods, take their, their self-esteem and all this. And we're going to beat them, beat them, beat them and knock them down. But you know what? Even though they had been done this way, look what they had accomplished. Greenwood was a thriving community, black, African-American thriving society. I just named up a few things that they had accomplished that that they had, that that was theirs to lead to their children, their grandchildren, to help people. But because one young lady named Sarah Price, 17 years old, lied and said that this young man assaulted her. And without finding out what happened, they ran with it and the mobs came forcefully and destroyed Greenwood. Killing people, over 800 was injured. 9,000 people were homeless. Even more than that was, was homeless. And when they tried to rebuild, I bet you they had hell trying to rebuild. The A's didn't come in time because they was playing around. When they tried to rebuild, I bet they still was, was being tormented and people, white folks was in the trucks blowing up and bombing and still knocking down stuff, arresting people, shooting people on the spot. They didn't have a judge to say, hey, stop this mess right now. This is an atrocity. They did not. They didn't have the African-Americans back in those days didn't have no one to stand up for them. They did have activists. Yes, but still. These people went through so much torment, so much mess that they felt like, hey, I feel like giving up. What's the use? Because if I do this, they, they're not going to allow it. They're not going to help. But you still had some people that did rebuild. Some people that kept going. But you still had a lot of folks that, that didn't. That stayed homeless, that died being homeless, that died knowing that their business was taken away from them. They didn't have nothing else to go on at all. 
you even had they had put their life savings into this and literally hundreds of people they even had two news offices two newspaper offices the Tulsa Star and the Oklahoma Sun had also been destroyed because they knew if they got the newspapers to be destroyed they knew that nobody could put that story in the paper that nobody can tell what actually was going on. They knew they had it planned out that if we get this young lady, Sarah Price, to lie and say this young man, he could have been a little boy, but a black male to assault you or you lie and say they assaulted you, that gave them right there where we can destroy everything that they got. Everything. And by them destroying the newspapers, they couldn't get their story out. Because if they would have got their story out, that newspaper would have went everywhere. It would have went viral, as we call it today or said today. It was also doctor's offices. Not just one or two, but dozens of doctor's offices. Dentist offices, lawyers offices, real estate, and other professionals in a United States post office substation was burned as well as the all black Memorial Hospital. They even got the hospitals, y'all. <laughs> now tell me, how dirty is that? How dirty is that? I'm getting the hospitals. I guess they say, well, hey, we gonna hurt you, but y'all can't even go to your own hospitals. We're going to destroy that. The brand new Booker T. Washington High School building escaped the torches, but the Dunbar Elementary School got hit. Including, oh my God, half a dozen of African-American churches was destroyed. Can you imagine when they're bombing these houses and when they're shooting people on sight and just destroying the things that people worked hard for? They didn't care if it was young kids being involved. They didn't care if it was elderly people in nursing homes and in the churches. Or They didn't care that if what happened or who they hurt it, they only wanted to destroy what the African-Americans had built with their sweats and their tears. These folks put in their life savings to get what they had and to have it been taken away to be destroyed. I just sit back and I think, how can people hate a color so bad that they will murder anyone and everyone of that race. Like I said before, races are not pure no more. By no means necessary. But it's also crazy that they white people would think they will have to control us or that we are dangerous because we are neither of those. 
Yes, we get upset just like y'all do when y'all try to destroy our, our livelihood, when y'all try to hurt our family, when y'all try to make us out to be as animals as y'all call us. These folks in the Tulsa massacre of 1921 didn't deserve nothing, didn't deserve anything that they got. They was destroyed because why? Of the color of their skin and they did not, the white people did not want the African-Americans to be as wealthy or as equal to them as they was. Y'all just sit back and just think what those Tulsa residents in Greenwood, what they felt like. The hurt, the pain that they went through, the suffering, the tears they cried, trying to get their businesses off the ground, succeed, and then have it taken away within less than 24 hours. It's crazy. And like I said, they probably did rebuild some and some didn't and some died being homeless and some homeless people, you know, did get back up and and get back on their feet. But just look how long it took. But I assure you, if it was the other way around, they would have had the president, the senators, the Republicans, the Democrats, the House, everybody. Newspapers, reporters, TV down there to get that word out for them to get help. But when the shoe was on the other foot, no one was there to help us. And when it did, it came too late. Y'all go get this book. Read it. Do your, do your, do your history on it. Because it's a terrible, terrible ordeal that happened. And this is not the only thing that has happened. I mean, look what they have done to us, our ancestors. Slavery, picking cotton, shucking corn. Buck breaking, they have done a lot of things to us. And still, we stand strong. But y'all, as y'all listening to me, my listeners, it's time for people to stop having their heads stuck in the sand. And it's time for y'all to get y'all's history. Teach y'all's children history. Don't let your children grow up thinking that all races are in love or like us African-Americans because they don't. They tolerate us, but they don't love us like they should. Not all. You might find a hand few, a hand full of white people that truly, truly is in love with us. But teach your children the history and where they come from and who their ancestors are. Like I said all the time, don't never forget where you come from because the place that you have come from is the place where it has gotten you where you at today. Go get this book. Charles River did the Tulsa Massacre of 1921. The controversial history and legacy of the Americans' worst race riot. <laughs> Check the book out. Read it. Understand where it's coming from. Because this young, this man did a wonderful, wonderful uh, job on detailing this book. He has 
a number three on my top 10 list of doing an excellent job on his books. Go check it out because this book will make you cry of how people can hate you so bad but smile in your face and talk behind your back. And to think that this is just the first. It was many more to come back in in 1800s, way back before then. How How some of our ancestors captured their own people to sell so they could have money in their pocket and to sell us because they didn't want them and their families to be in slavery. Y'all, it's your girl. Go check me out on YouTube, hashtag the tea teacher, hashtag the good morning with Anika, hashtag Jamarian and Lakia, hashtag them at the truth about the past. Y'all have a wonderful and blessed day.